Welcome aboard the Travel DJ Blend Podcast. Rest assured, your captain and host, Brian B., has logged extensive destination event miles as a headlining private event DJ. So expect to reach new heights each and every episode. Your captain will cover everything from DJ tips and tricks, travel hacks, and entrepreneurial advice. Keep your seat in the upright position while we bring you interviews with industry pros, pop culture commentary, and of course, music recs. The perfect blend. The fasten seatbelt sign is on, as we will likely experience turbulence from knowledge nuggets and truth bombs being dropped regularly. You're going to need your tray table, as taking notes is optimal. Smoking is prohibited on this flight, but your mindset shift will be fire. Your crew will be elevating the conversation and challenging the status quo. We know you have a choice when you fly this high, and we thank you for choosing the Travel DJ Blend Podcast. Here's your captain, Brian B. Enjoy your flight. Hey DJs, real quick, Brian B. here with a tip. One of the hottest DJ music pools right now is Heavy Hits. Are you familiar with it? You need to be. They cover literally every genre, from top 40 to hip-hop to Latin to Afro beats and more. Not only that, but their curated playlists and charts, including trending Spotify and TikTok tracks, are second to none. The interface is easy to use, and they have a ton of exclusive edits, which I use on the regular. But you want to know the best part? For my podcast listeners, I have a special promo code that will give you a 30-day trial for $5. Yep, you heard that right, $5. Go to heavyhits.com and enter the promo code BRIANB. That's heavyhits.com, and the promo code is Brian B. All one word, no spaces. Take advantage of this right now and up your music game today. Well, hello, everybody. Brian B. here, back with another episode. Today's topic is philanthropy, and the subtitle is What's Your Business Strategy? Seems kind of an oxymoron because the whole point of philanthropy is just to give without strings attached, or that should be, I would think, everybody's mantra when they are giving back. But can you have a strategy? I'm going to argue that you surely can and that you should. So let's talk about philanthropy as a whole. You know, I think our industry, specifically the event industry and even on a micro level, the DJ industry, we are so blessed to be able to do what we do. I mean, the fact that we get to celebrate with folks and entertain them for a living, we get paid to do that. I mean, how awesome is that? So if we have the ability to give back in any kind of capacity, I mean, that should be just part of our DNA as entertainers, as as people, as humans. And considering everything that everyone has gone through in the last couple of years, I'm counting 2021 into this, so 2020-2021 so far. I mean, it could be so well-received. But I also think that 2020 raised the radar level, if you will, of everyone's awareness of where your heart is, where you're giving, where you're, what causes you're a part of. And obviously some new ones or relatively new ones popped up like BLM. So, you know, for years and years, I struggled with having any kind of philanthropy strategy. I just didn't have one. So when people would call me asking me if I could donate some services or give to something, I would do it if I had it or if I was available. That was just like my only strategy. And then over the years, it became something that I really wanted our whole company to embrace. And I knew I had to think through like, what would this look like? I mean, at our peak, we had 10 employees on our staff that were DJs. And 
I was like, man, what an opportunity we have to give back. What does this look like? Do I force them in a sense to give back? What is the kind of the policy for us? And so I wanted to kind of talk through some different ideas here. Some of them are way out of the box. Some of them may not be, but I want to give you a few. You know, I think the biggest thing for me was that for a long time, I did not have a connection to a nonprofit personally. I didn't have anybody who had gone through breast cancer. I didn't have anybody who had gone through cancer in general or any of the typical, you know, uh, AIDS foundations or trying to think of some of the other ones that are out there. There was no cause or initiative that I was directly impacted by that would have fit for me. And so I would do these races, I would do, you know, some galas and things like that. And it was just great. I mean, I had the write off, but like there was no passion behind it. So my first question for you, if you're thinking about philanthropy is see if there is anything that you have a connection to. And if you do, great, fantastic. That makes it super easy. And if you have a few, there's nothing wrong with that. Having multiple connections are awesome. But for me, I didn't. So my next move was to find something that I felt that as an entertainer, I could have a direct impact on. A race, yes, I could have that, but I wanted something deeper. How could I do something that had a party element to it that seemed to be part of that nonprofit's mission? So I was on the hunt and I recently, eh, a couple years back, I should say, found one that I have a direct connection to now, and that is the Birthday Party Project. It's out of Dallas, Texas, but they have, I wouldn't say franchises isn't the right word, but they have different communities they impact around the country, honestly. They're growing slowly but surely. Obviously, COVID put a damper on a lot of their growth because they couldn't have events, but essentially what they do is they go into shelters and I think the statistic is something like 95% of all kids who enter a shelter either have never had a birthday at that point or up to the time that they are in the shelter have never had a birthday, which is crazy to think that you might have a kid in there who's 11 years old and has never had a birthday. 95% of them don't have birthdays. So what this organization does is they throw birthday parties. They do these once a month in the same shelters. Every month they will celebrate that group of kids who have birthdays in that month's birthday, but they invite everybody. And then the kids who actually have birthdays in that month, they actually have sponsors or people who've donated throughout the year and they get those kids one gift or two, whatever the case may be. And I've been a part of this organization for a while now, and my role has kind of evolved. But I, I had to preface what I do with them with this little story that I'll never forget at the end of one party, helping a family go up to their room where they were staying and help them with transferring the gifts and everything else they had. And lined up on the floor were all the gifts that this kid had he had been in the program for a couple of years and the only toys or things that he had to play with were a result of the gifts that he got at this thing the family just didn't have any money and i just thought man what an impact this organization is making that literally the only toys this kid had to play with Whereas a result of this organization. So what this organization does is they throw these parties. They're an hour long. And I actually like to go and donate my time just to be a part of the party without DJing, honestly. But every month is a different theme. And one of the themes is dance party. So they try to hire DJs around the country to be a part of this. And so I've done this for multiple ones around the country. And then every month where they don't have a DJ, I think it's like 10 out of the 12 parties they do a year don't have a DJ. I curate a playlist based on the theme of the party because they change the theme every month. So it might be carnival, it might be country, it may be beach or whatever. And I'll find tunes that have a little bit of the taste of the theme for that day 
or for that party and surround it with other kids songs. And I've been doing that for the last two years and I've really enjoyed it because it stretches me. It makes me think of the theme, but also think of it from the standpoint that there are kids that range literally from two months old to 13 years old. It's quite a broad range. So you have to find a good mix of music that can speak to all of that. And you would think it would be easy, but it, it really is challenging. Weddings are challenging because you deal with, you know, eight to 80. But when you're dealing with two months old, trying to keep their attention to 11 year olds who think that they run America, <laughs> you know, as far as wanting all the hip hop and stuff like that, it is, is challenging. But I've really enjoyed that. And for me, finding that organization that allowed me to shine in what I love to do, which is entertain. So I I don't know, just giving you one idea on if you're stuck and can't find anything. But there are a lot of places that I've seen that are shelters or women's shelters for abused women or mothers that are just, you know, on the outs and have troubles and and whatnot that you could be a part of if you wanted to look into that. Let me go to another strategy here. Once you find a nonprofit that you want to be a part of, awesome. If you can find multiple ones that you have connections to, you know, one thought I had was to list those on your website. Let people know that you're a part of them. You know, I was looking at a lot of DJs websites over the last couple of days when I was preparing for this talk and there were none, including my own, that listed the nonprofits that I'm a part of. And I want to change that. I'm not doing that to pump my chest or to ask for a thank you or an attaboy. I'm doing that because I'm passionate about those organizations and I should have those things front and center. But those are things that I, uh, I'm a part of and I'm proud to be a part of them. And what that does is that allows you to attract clientele that also have that passion for that. You might be missing out on clients. If they were to do a Google search on that organization or, you know, anything like that, and they somehow come across, you know, some SEO verbiage that is linked to your website, well, that's really cool. You might find some clients that way. Now, I'm not saying that that's, uh, you know, the motivation to be a part of the nonprofit, but that's just a byproduct of you saying, hey, I work with this organization. So let's talk about single ops versus multi ops, because I think there's different strategies that would be applied based on your model. And for those that aren't in the DJ world, single op means that you're uh, running your DJ company solo. You don't have anybody who works for you. Multi op means that you have multiple DJs working for you. One idea that might work for you if a single op and it could work actually as a multi-op too, is that if they book your top tier package or you could do it for all your packages if you really wanted to, that a portion of the sale, so whatever, let's just use round numbers. Let's just say it's $1,000, right? If it's $1,000, then like 10%, so 100 bucks would go towards the nonprofit initiative. I think it's a pretty cool idea. We've never done that, but I've seen some other people who have, and I thought that that was a really cool way of working it, especially if it's your top package. Hopefully, you have enough margin in there that you can afford to do that, right? Another option might be that if it's something that they're not passionate about, maybe you give them the option of, hey, listen, we will donate 10% or whatever the percentage is for you to an organization that you want it to go towards. And not only that, but we'll put it the donation in your name. So it doesn't even have to go in the company name. It's just a way to say that, you know, you're giving back. And if they can't, if they don't have one that they're passionate about, then they can choose off of your list or leave it up to you to do that. But how cool would that be if you put it in their name? I think that would be a great way to do it. And obviously you could get asked to do so many of these that it would be crazy. So you may want to set a limit. Say, hey, I'll do 12 a year. That's one a month. And once I finish my 12 a year, whatever 12 come in, and maybe, like I said, if you don't have an organization you're a part of, maybe you try it for a year and see how many different ones you can try to see if there's some alignment there. And then once you hit your 12, it's really easy for you to be able to say, hey, listen, our nonprofit 
policy is that we have 12 a year that we will do gratis and we've hit that limit. So if you want to be, you know, considered for next year, then hit us up in November. October, November timeframe so that we can consider you for the next year. That's a great way to not say no, or that's a great way to say no without really, you know, making it sound so dire. Uh, it gives them an opportunity and then it's on them. You've put the ball in their court to remember to hit you up in November timeframe so that when you're planning out your year, you can look back and say, hey, these six were great. These other six weren't so great or weren't uh, great fits for us. So we have six that are open and I want to lock in these other six. I think that's a great way to have some strategy there. And then that way, if you go beyond your 12, it's up to you if you want to gratis some more or maybe you do it then at a discounted rate. Let's talk about it from a multi-op angle. What I wanted to do was lead the area in nonprofit events. I just wanted to be the person that they knew they could call. And with 10 guys on our staff and ladies, it gave us the ability to do that. And so I told our folks, you know, we didn't have a strategy for years. And what I would do is I would do all the nonprofit ones and, you know, they wouldn't do any. And I thought, you know, I got to change that. I have to, the people have to see them. And so I, you know, gave them the spiel. I said, listen, I want to change the culture here for our company. I want us all to be on the same page when it comes to nonprofit events. So what I'm asking is for you all to do two a piece, two a year. And I'm going to lead because I'm going to do way more than that. I'm going to do 12, but I want you all to do two a year. It's not asking a lot. And that's a great way for you to give back. That's just what's going to be expected if you want to continue to work here. I didn't have one bit of pushback. Everybody was totally on board with that. In fact, some of them brought some of the nonprofits to us because they had a connection to one that they were excited that they had a way to give back and it could go under the company umbrella. I was excited because our folks are out there and they're doing this. And, and ironically, we had a few people who did more than the two. They loved it so much. Uh, one guy was kind of roped in because his wife worked for a nonprofit. Other folks just found ones that they were in there. And it had we had some robust discussions at the end of the year of which ones worked great, which ones would they want to do again. Now, this only works if you have employees, right? Now, if you have subcontractors, it's a totally different conversation. Obviously, you can't put the same type of expectation on them as you would if you had employees. And that's for a different conversation for a different day. I won't dive into that because I want to keep this to about a 20-minute podcast. So if you want to talk with me about that, if you have subcontractors, I'm kind of in that mode now. We have transitioned from employees to subcontractors, so I can give you some ideas on what we're doing in that vein. Are you enjoying this podcast but want to go a little deeper? I may have just the thing to help you do that. Two years ago, I launched a crowdsourced coaching group. Think of it as a high-level 301 support group for your business. We have a weekly one-hour call with me where we go much deeper on topics just like the one you're probably listening to right now. I'm purposefully keeping this limited to 15 people from around the country so everyone can feel like they have a voice. Every week, one person is in the hot seat and we try to help your business for the first part of the call. There's accountability components, community, guests I bring in from time to time to help your business, and resources including a catalog of past calls and content that are available to you. I guarantee your business will be better for being in the group than not. So what's the cost? It's $250 a month and you can stop at any time. Outside of one-on-one -on -one coaching, I can't think of a better investment for your business. If you're interested in learning more or you want to secure a spot immediately, DM me on Instagram at the Travel DJ Blend. Let's transform your business today. Let's talk about 
a third strategy. And this is a little bit more out of the box, if you will. This is something that I have to give props to a band that I work with a lot, and that is the Jordan Kahn Orchestra out of Dallas. You know, they are a part of a lot of galas, and obviously the price point for their band is ridiculous. It's like, I don't know, I think it's 35K now or something like that. So it's substantial expense to put them out there. And where they found some real success is to do these galas and they do not discount. They literally give away the product. But in exchange for the giveaway, which is a $35,000 value, there's some expectations there that they want from the organization. And you gotta remember, galas, usually they have tables, it's a whole like dinner thing, and then there's entertainment. So what they do is they basically say, listen, I will give you $35,000 worth of services, but I want a table, and I want the ability to bring guests to it and things like that. So what they'll do is they'll bring some planners, they'll bring some maybe some vendors that are photographers or videographers who will shoot some stuff for them and, and whatnot at their table. And this is a great way to showcase what you do to planners or venues or vendors that haven't seen your work before. You know, granted, if you do weddings primarily, you know, this is a different environment. But still, if you can get a party rocking, you can get a party rocking. And here's the other thing is the people who attend these galas generally have pretty deep pockets. And these are the kind of folks that a lot of people who want to be doing higher end work should be around. You want to be involved with the biggest and best and from a philanthropic point of view, you know, these are the folks that you want to be rubbing shoulders with because it could lead to more work that is paid. There's nothing wrong with having a willing heart and still doing this strategically where you can build your business. I don't think you want to ever do it where it's building your business is the only reason to do it. But why can't you do both? They don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can definitely do both. So just a thought there on the, the gala side. Now, galas tend to have a lot of bands. So maybe you come at it from an angle of, hey, listen, I'll play the band breaks or I'll play the after party. That gives you an opportunity to have a table, smooth those planners or those folks that you want to woo, and then they get to see you in your environment. And what's great is if it's a planner that you haven't worked with, this is a way for them to do it without you being tested at one of their events where you know the pressure's on for them. They get to see you, you know, front and center at a great event. The pictures are going to be great. You're giving back to a cause and you're, it's a win-win with being able to potentially earn some business throughout this process. So I know this is a topic that isn't really touched upon in the DJ space especially, but I wanted to make sure to, to do that today. And I'd love to hear what you're doing. What are you doing in the philanthropic area? What's your process? What are some ways that you're doing that if you own a multi-op type of business? What about if you're a single-op? How do you handle this? What's your strategy? I'd love to hear. And hopefully these ideas are some things that can kind of get the mind moving and, and maybe it can be a great conversation piece for you and your team. Thanks for listening. You can find this podcast on multiple platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you have a topic you'd like covered, DM us on Instagram at the Travel DJ Blend. We'd appreciate you sharing the love with a comment or a share on our social media posts for this episode. And if you are really digging the content, help us with the algorithms by leaving a review on any of the platforms we just mentioned. Until our next time together, this is the Travel DJ Blend Podcast.